Ready? Hello, Hello spooky friends. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So this is our 12th episode. Yeah. Which means it's the end of the season. Season one is almost over. And this is Emily. And this is Jennifer. And our amazing, perfect, wonderful guest is here. Well, not here, but she's here. <laughs> this is Aurora, everyone. <gasps> hi, hi, hi. I'm Aurora. Uh, thank you, thank you. Hold the applause. Oh. All the way from California, baby. Yes. 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 We're doing our first recording over Skype, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. The quality yeah. didn't sound bad. No, the earlier. quality actually sounded Don't really check, good when you so. played it, so. Yeah. I can't hear anything, so if I sound terrible, it's all on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best. We'll do our best to make it awful. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, supply people with their screens, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have to listen to Jennifer a lot anyway. Fuck off, bitch. Well, it'd be cool if there was, like, a Snapchat filter, but with your voice, where you could sound like whoever you wanted. <laughs> like those little, like, high-pitched voices like they do with the um the big mouth filter. The big mouth filter is my favorite. Exactly. But I want to be British. <laughs> oh. Just like I think I just- you could probably just do nothing but watch, like, British shows, listen to British people talk, like, recordings all the time. Don't even have any interaction with the uh, the rest of the world. Just, like, constant. Yeah. And if you have to go out, have headphones on. You're right. I, I tried to do that in high school because I, wa- I thought I wanted to go to cosmetology school in London, so I only listened to British music and watched oh my God. television. <laughs> and then oh, I was like, You hey. had big dreams for cosmetology school. That was yeah. like me when I was wanting to go to France. Really? Oh, yeah. I have no desire to go to France. I have no idea what they say in any of the French music, but I definitely listen to it. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. That's all I got. Well, I guess, like, France is supposed to be the city of, or Paris is supposed to be, like, the city of love. Yeah. And that's funny because our episode has to do with love since it's Valentine's Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Nobody can say it. Everybody oh, yeah. just doesn't acknowledge it. Oh, happy V Day. Yeah. Get that V Day. Get that V Day. Get that V Day. Get that V with that D Day. The Day of Love, or is it? Well. Yeah, because did you guys know, though, that Valentine's Day is actually, like, super dark? Like, the stuff that's behind... Yeah, it marks the anniversary of the um, execution of St. Valentine. Oh. That's what Valentine's Day is. (laughs) That's really really sad. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what's interesting? Like, I was looking up stuff about Valentine's Day, and so much stuff popped up that was, like, satanic holiday, Valentine's Day. And I was like, what? I don't, I don't know. It's a satanic holiday. I mean, blood, maybe. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, so the reason that they executed St. Valentine, I almost said St. Jude. St. Jude. (laughs) (laughs) 
bitch. (laughs) um, The reason they executed St. Valentine was because he had been officiating weddings for soldiers. um, And it was, like, super illegal for soldiers to even, like, be in love, let alone get married back then. Was that the Roman army? I think. But, yeah, he... Yeah, it was supposed to. Oh yeah, the Romans. Why I don't understand why. Oh, the emperor believed. The emperor believed that love made for weak soldiers. What I would think that it would be the other way around. Like they would need something to like look forward to going home to, so they'd really want to survive. Well, but if you think about it, though, if you have nothing to lose. There's your you have nothing to use against somebody. You know the like, movie um, Three Hundred about the Spartans. Yeah. So like I was when I was in school, I learned that the Spartans they were taken from their homes when they were like eight years old or something like that, mm-hmm. and trained into being like tough, like fearless fighters before they were even allowed to do anything else with their life. Like they learned to fight first. <laughs> well. It's literally just like the episode we did on the villains when we were talking about Umbridge. She threw her dad under the bus. She wanted nothing to disown him, yeah. disown her whole family. Like, if you don't have anything to lose, people can't hurt you. Like, yeah, it's true. Mm. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Get in deep in there. I guess that does kind of make you a little vulnerable, but... Mm-hmm. But what if it was like... It was only, like, if you had, like, a marriage. It wasn't like, oh, I really I really love my mom and sister. And they're like, well, you have to die because you can't love anyone. You're a soldier. It was just, like, being married and dating. I am so eternally sorry, Aurora. <laughs> I distracted I distracted her, so now she needs you to repeat what you just said. Yeah, because Jennifer <laughs> is very fully aware that I have ADHD, and she's over here reading my notes, pointing at stuff, and speaking you're about also, it. You're also heavily unmedicated right now, too. Anyway. <clears throat> but please repeat what you just previously said. Oh, I was just saying, like, they, so they couldn't love a lover but like if it was their mom and they're like yeah i love my mom i love my sister or were they like no you can't love anybody you love i think i think that's what jennifer was talking about they took them when they were little kids oh yeah so they're like yeah they didn't they weren't able to be attached to anything yeah damn that's a little i feel like that would be such a depressing life because like what is life without like, my love. Yeah, I mean, my they, little, they, were they wouldn't even let me have a cat. <clears throat> like, I couldn't have Figaro. If they were Romans, there was a lot of gay Romans back in the day. Oh, so. well, then there they go. They found love in yeah. a hopeless place. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna style, baby. Yeah, and you do know that you were talking about we were talking about blood and gore and shit. Mm-hmm. And before St. Valentine, um, Valentine's Day was actually associated with fertility and blood. Oh. Yeah. Um, February 13th and 15th, Romans celebrated the feast of Lupercalia by sacrificing a goat and a dog. <laughs> and then they would whip 
naked women with their hides, all in the interest of making the women more fertile. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was the opposite. I feel like it was some gay Romans, and they were just like, no, we don't want to have babies with these girls. We want our boyfriends. Like, this is not cool. Everything definitely whipping women is going to make them more fertile. Well, I mean, poor dog, though. Right. Yeah, right. And a goat. Well, yeah. No, I mean. The goat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Those fucking screaming goats. (laughs) 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 But. 15th century, is that right? The 5th or whatever. I'm going to leave that part out. But here came in Pope Gillesis the first. I don't know. I know I'm saying it wrong. But he outlawed that feast, the Lupercalia feast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and officially declared February 14th to be the feast of St. Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes, as years have gone on, Valentine's Day was associated with Norman's celebration of Galatina's Day, which refers to the lover of women. Is that where Galentine comes from? Galentine's. Hoes before bros. Yeah. (laughs) Very important. Yeah. And I celebrate Galentine's Day every year. Last year, I hung a... um, what do you call them? A banner in Melissa's bedroom, a sparkly pink banner that said, Be my Galentine. Aww. Yeah. I really wish I had like an endless supply of funds because I definitely would have gotten like an adult Cupid costume and like <laughs> laid on her bed in this like diaper and like, <laughs> uh, what do you call them? Uh, the like pasties for your nips with like hearts on them. And had little bow and arrows Dude, to shoot at her. You could have gotten some nipple tassels that were heart-shaped with the little... Then, like, yeah. spun my titties around. Yes, baby. Whipped yeah. Melissa with my nipple tassels. <laughs> then, like, oh. I demand you be my galantine. <laughs> I feel like Valentine's Day is for girls anyway. Like, I don't know. Not girls, but gals, friends, and... Yeah. I, yeah. In high school, I had my best friend put stuff in my locker to make my boyfriend jealous. Oh my God, so, yeah. <laughs> so I like it's let it in his locker and then I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, you did this for me? <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> oh shit. I was like, oh right. my God. And then I opened up the letter and it was like a secret admirer and I was like, oh my God, I have a secret admirer. Oh my God, what are you going to do about it, babe? <laughs> and, what and, are you going to do about it, babe? Babe. And then he basically almost broke up with me because he was like, who are you seeing? You have some random person putting stuff in their locker. They know your locker code. And I was like, no, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's my... uh Galentine. I love that story. I love it. Like they couldn't just break in or something. It had to have been you gave them the code. Yeah. Well, it's high school. High school boys are stupid. I mean, most boys are stupid. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. I I was gonna say it, but you said it. So. 
It works. Stupid boy. Stupid, Stupid boy. Let's get some shoes. Let's party. Yes, bitch. <laughs> I've heard that in a long time. I'm gonna get what I want. <laughs> oh, these shoes run small. I don't think they're gonna fit. Your feet are kind of big. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> Did you know? This is an interesting one. William Shakespeare used St. Valentine's Day to foreshadow Ophelia's suicide in Hamlet. Oh. Wait. Really? Actually, I've never, I don't, I've never seen Hamlet. Oh, Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. Or read it. <laughs> Have you seen that? The what, the one that's like the whitest boys you've ever seen? Or whatever? Oh. Yes. Where he's like, it's the vampire thing and how Abraham Lincoln actually died. <laughs> yeah. Abraham Lincoln actually died from being pounded in the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh, yeah. Whitest kids you know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 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 The only thing I remember about that show is like, a guy walks up to the other guy and he's like, oh, what do you got there? And he's like, oh, a gallon of PCP. You're like, oh, cool. Cool. Have fun. Nice. Live your life. Yep. But, guys, even though Valentine's Day is supposed to be associated with flowers and hearts and pretty shit, it's, like, become very, very, uh, like, associated with blood. Like, murder, suicide, fucked up shit. The kind of shit that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in clutch. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Super spooky. Well, Melissa and I usually do like a spooky Valentine's Day. Like last year we didn't really. We just went out to Applebee's and had some drinks. And that's about it. I think that's all we did. We may have watched a scary movie. But out in California, I had like a fuck love party. Did you go to the fuck love party, Aurora? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I made, like, cupcakes and wrote, like, fuck love and love's fake on them and shit and, like, broken hearts and just great things. And then we had, I'm trying to remember what we drank, but, and we just, like, watched horror movies. Was this at your house or where was this? At the apartment. Man, I, I wasn't there. Where was I? I don't know. Being in love, I guess. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Better things than hanging out at a fuck club. Oh, you know Um, what? I got broken up on with on Valentine's Day that year. So I think that's what was happening. I was being broken up with while you're having that party, which secretly it was like we're connected because it was it was for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You want me to say something? You're looking at me funky. So, we have compiled a series of stories um, that are sure to make people stop believing that Valentine's Day might be all about love. 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 Love stinks. What's love got to do? Got to do with it? 
Um, I believe Aurora Whitney Houston said it best. <laughs> and I Wasn't there another song that they put screaming goats in? <laughs> yeah, I love the version with the screaming goats. Oh, I've heard that. It's so good. But <laughs> honestly, what you just sang right there, 10 out of 10. I love it. Five stars on Yelp. You're great. 10 out of 10. Very good friend. <laughs> <laughs> would, oh, you should. like Be like, 10 out of 10. Would recommend her for your like wedding. Yeah, I should. Or for today. <laughs> Request. I'll bring the screaming goat with me. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Honestly, I want you at my wedding <laughs> while I walk down the aisle. We will with a goat. Me and my goat, <laughs> and I'll have a pygmy goat on my back. That would, be so, that would be so cute. <laughs> That's like my dream. That's I could be like your singer while you're going down the aisle, and like your flower girl. And you can see on my back at the same time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Throwing the pedals. But actually, you should be on, like, rollerblades. Oh. Oh, Oh, on my sonic rollerblades. That would be amazing. (laughs) Did you sneeze? Yeah. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) That was just basically like a amen to this idea. (laughs) I agree. That's how I took it. Okay, so we actually have stories that range from, let's see, we've got the, oh, I didn't really cover this story, but we have stories that range from the Valentine's Day Massacre of 1929, where Al Capone shot and killed seven area gangsters in a Chicago parking garage, to jealousy-fueled rage that led to... Tiana noticed being stabbed 20 times by her ex-boyfriend on Valentine's Day in 2009. Is this what happened to Tiana and the Princess and the Frog? I don't know, but hopefully hopefully these (laughs) stories that we've compiled for our lovely listeners will have them second-guessing your your, um, belief in the Love Conquers All holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. No. So, so I'm just gonna put the pressure on myself, I guess. <laughs> um. So, what we had done was kind of come up with like murder suicide. That was the original idea, but then I just kind of went off and did my own thing too. So did I. I made a list of all kinds of murders and then decided to use all of them. So. <laughs> Well, I thought that it would be cool to um, write out a couple of, like, our local legends that, like, have to do with love and whatever. Jennifer suggested that I tweak the stories that I stand. I said, bitch, these people live around here. They're going to know it's a goddamn lie. (laughs) I mean, they don't know. Like, that's true. So, So this first place is actually in Columbus Junction. So Columbus Junction, if you head north out of town, it's like between Wapolo and Muscatine. Mm -hmm. It's more towards Wapolo than Muscatine, but yeah. So it's actually just 
the Swinging Bridge, but it's also known as Lover's Leap. The original bridge was made from barrel staves and wire and then reconstructed in the 1880s, made from wooden stilts. And then in 1902, the bridge was condemned for safety reasons. And in 1904, the swinging bridge was built, to which the bridge collapsed on two people in the 1920s. But no one was injured. Praise Jesus. <laughs> and then in 1922, the bridge, um, the bridge that is presently still in Columbus Junction was built and then refurbished in 1954. But the legend of the bridge... Legend says that a young Native American woman jumped to her death from the bridge when she found out that her lover had died in battle, throwing herself from the bridge to the bottom, um, from the bottom, oh Jesus, I'm starting that again, (laughs) throwing herself from the bridge to the bottom of the gorge, legend states that she was buried at the bottom of the gorge as well. If you're feeling particularly adventurous, I've done it. I didn't hear anything, but you can go at night and it says that you're supposed to be able to hear her cries for her lost and fallen love. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't go um, during the night, though, when I went with Sarah. Sarah and I were doing a daytime crew around everywhere. (laughs) We went to the lover's leap and walked across it and Sarah was scaring the absolute crap out of me because she was shaking the whole damn bridge. I would do that to you too though, so. It's already collapsed on two people. Has it? Yeah. Mm, Too bad. But they didn't get hurt, but anyway. Yes, that is the legend of lover's leap and Columbus Junction. Sad. I wonder what type of cry you hear if it's like a, like, like if it's like, like an ugly cry. Okay. Or Lucinda. That's how intriguing because we're about to talk about Lucinda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I I don't know her name of who is supposed to have died at Lover's Leap, but oh. Lucinda is my Native American bitch here, close to home. <laughs> um, there's a legend of Stony Hollow Road, located between Burlington and Sperry. It, oh yeah, I did talk about it. I've talked about her a couple times, haven't I? Lucinda? Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically we're going to go into the legend because I didn't actually talk about it. So Lucinda was engaged and planned to meet her fiancé at the top of the bluff off Stony Hollow Road. However, her love never showed, breaking Lucinda's heart, to which the legend states that Lucinda then threw herself from the top of the bluff, ending her life when she had hit the bottom. Those traveling down the road have said to see the silhouette of Lucinda. Some claim to have seen a woman covered in blood. Some claim that their cars have malfunctioned while driving down the road. But the legend gets even creepier It says that if you hike to the top of the bluff where she was said to have thrown herself from, say her name three times, she will appear to you. If she drops a rose in front of you, well, you better start with this. You will die within 24 hours. Yeah. But I've never hiked to the top of the bluff, but I've definitely said her name and gotten out in the street and shit when I was drunk. You know. Of course you did. Threw rocks at Kevin when he was down in the gorge. 
Remember when, um, were you with us when Grandpa drove down there that one time with Clara in the truck? Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, we're cruising down the road, and Grandpa starts acting like his truck isn't working, like, because he had a manual, so he's, like, killed the engine to it and, like, coasted to a stop. And he's sitting there, and he's got all of his grandkids in the truck. Like, I'm in the cab with him, and I think Sarah was in the cab, or maybe Melissa. So, like, we knew what was going on, but the ones in the back had no idea. And Grandpa starts, like, he turns the headlights off, and he's, like, telling the girls that the truck's not working, and the ghost is going to come get them, and they're all screaming and upset. <laughs> that was yeah. the best thing ever. I loved it. 10 out of 10. Very good, Grandpa. Best grandpa ever. <laughs> Did I teach you guys, like, all those spooky songs? Yeah, and yeah. he taught me, like, don't ever laugh when the hearse goes by. Because you'll be the next to die. Yeah, and then he also did, uh, the, the night was dark, the sky was blue, around the corner the shit wagon flew. <laughs> but yeah, so if anybody wants to go try to see Lucinda or whatever and wants to email us, at beautyintheschreams at gmail.com. I'd love it because I'm not about to hike my fat ass up there, but if someone else wants to do it, She'll I'd love to you. hear about it. She'll drop you off. You know I probably will end up doing it someday. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for my legends. Just covered those two. So I'm passing to Jennifer. Yes. Well, I'll do my, my first story because my first story takes us to Subway, and I'm not talking about underground trains. Ooh, eat fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on Valentine's Day in 2000, um, Columbine High School sweethearts Nicholas Kunzelman, who was 15, and then Stephanie Hart, who was 16, were shot and killed in a Subway sandwich shop just a few blocks south of Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. No cash was taken from the store, so their deaths were not caused by a robbery. This actually took place just about a year after the 1999 school shootings. And the two had become close friends after the school shooting. Um, They were found at about 1 a.m. when someone drove by and noticed that the lights were still on three hours past closing time. And their bodies were behind the counter. Oh, they worked there? Uh, So Stephanie was actually there waiting for Nicholas to get off work. So he worked there. She was there waiting for him. Um, Mm. But their killer has never been found. Um, the, because the surveillance cameras were turned off, and the they determined during the investigation that they had the cameras off because the subway shop was being used as um, an undercover for undercover for drug use and sales. So, but they were main, I guess they were mainly selling like cocaine and marijuana out of the subway shop. What? Yeah. And then on um yeah. Well, and then on Valentine's Day in 2011, Sean Warwick, um, he had started dating this girl. Like, he hadn't even been with her for very long. And he took two women with him and shot up this girl's apartment and killed her and her cousin. Damn. Mm-hmm. And then on that same day in 2011, uh, Gibson Paul shot up um, a car full of women who had came and picked up his girlfriend because she was leaving him. Um, as they pulled away from his house and it killed her and one of her friends. That is like some major jealousy right there. Like, yeah. Like, I'm gonna shoot a car with you in it and all your best friends because you're leaving me on Valentine's Day. Like, damn. Yeah. 
Like, just watch some Netflix. Chill out. Wait for her to come uh, back. Go be fine. Slap right. one off. Exactly. Like, it's fine. Eat some chocolate. Order a pizza. You can have a day to yourself. Right. Yeah, and, and then she'd come back. So fucking selfish. Yeah, she'd probably come back happy as hell and want to bang you because she just went out and had fun with her friends. God. But now you'll never get banged again. At least not by her. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) So you want to talk about yours, Aurora? Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So, I did mine on Oscar Pistorius. A.K.A. Blade Runner, a.k.a. Blade Runner Killer. <laughs> oh, he's got a lot of aliases. He does. <laughs> he does. He's a shapeshifter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> originally, he was famous for being, like, a professional runner in the Olympics and the Paralympics because he was an amputee, or is an amputee, Um and he won tons of awards until February 14th, 2013. So he was dating this girl named Reva Steenkamp, who was a model. And she was really famous, too, um, in South Africa, in Pretoria, South Africa. Um, <laughs> so basically, the night of... Or actually, the early, early morning of Valentine's Day, apparently, he woke up in bed with her, and she was like, can you see me? And he was like, no, I can't see. All the lights are off. I can't see you. Whatever. So he leaves. He goes to get a fan, comes back, and hears the window rattling to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, I guess the way he describes it, he didn't (laughs) – this sounds really – I'm not trying to laugh about it, but – um. Yeah. I'm trying to laugh about it. <laughs> no, so he didn't have his legs on, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm he not trying to laugh, but he didn't have his legs on. So in his mind, he's like, I hear the bathroom window. It's going off. It sounds like there's an intruder coming in. I'm going to go get my gun. So he goes and gets his gun, comes back, and he's like, Hello, um, I'm going to shoot in there. You're trying to break into my house. Doesn't hear anything. So, again, he's like, all right, like, I'm going to shoot. You're definitely breaking into my house. And then he tells Reva, he's like, get down, get down. I'm about to shoot. Shoots through the bathroom door four times and then kind of realizes, like, hey, where's my girlfriend at? And breaks down the door with a cricket bat and realizes that he had killed his girlfriend. Why so did she like, say anything? Exactly. So it's very debated. So originally he was, um, uh, like in his court case, they said it was culpable homicide in South Africa, which basically means like um, an unlawful, negligent killing of a human being. But then later on, they're like, no, 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 just kidding. They appealed that, and they're like, no, you murdered her. You definitely murdered her. So (laughs) either way you look at it, it's really fucked up. Because in one way, it's like, don't you think if you're screaming, like, I'm going to shoot through the door. Hey, girlfriend. Yeah, I don't have my legs on. My guess is he didn't 
didn't yeah. yell. He just shot. Yeah. yeah. He was trying, and he said he did all those things to cover it up, or to try to cover it up. Yeah, exactly. Because really, it's like if you're screaming, like I'm gonna shoot through the door, and also, wouldn't you be concerned about where your girlfriend is at if you think someone is breaking in? Like, wouldn't you be like, babe, come here? Like, I mean, right? I mean, you have legs. Go <laughs> look. Right. <laughs> Take my Glock with you, baby. <laughs> Yeah, he, he tried to say that he had severe anxiety, so he shouldn't be, like, held responsible or as responsible for the incident because he had really bad anxiety because he was always afraid because he had no legs that people were after him and, like, the worst-case scenario. But also... I really bad anxiety, too, but I would expect somebody to hold me responsible if I killed someone. Right? Wouldn't you be like, hey, girlfriend, like, you just talked to her. She was just there. Like, maybe she had to go take a poop. Like, why would you immediately... Right, and maybe that's why she wasn't answering. Like, maybe it was really bad in She had to go deposit those little rabbit turds in the... She's like, oh my... Because she's a model. She had to have rabbit turds, okay? Yeah, exactly. She was probably constipated. He heard the window open because she was like, I need to air this out. I'm a model. He can't know I poop. And so that's probably what happened. And then you shot her. And then... (laughs) Now he probably heard her fart or something, and that's when he shot up the bathroom because he was like, you're not supposed to poop. You're not oh, I told to you. You told me you didn't. I'm going to shoot you from my knees. How dare you on Valentine's Day poop in my house. <laughs> subs or no subs, I'm coming for you. Right. Put that shit back in your ass. Oh, my God. You know what's funny? Or not funny, but in the court case, they say stubs multiple times. And I'm like, why would you say that? Like, I literally <laughs> always said that I wished I was an amputee so people could call me nubs. Oh, man. Oh. I mean, I don't need to, like, be an amputee. Like, I could lose a finger or something. You could be a pirate. A toe. Maybe his legs got blasted off by a cannonball. Yeah, maybe he was from the Civil War era. Maybe. Arr. <laughs> I mean, legs or no legs, like, he was famous for being a really fast runner. I mean, not no legs. Like, he had to have prosthetics to run, but. No. <laughs> well, I remember, like, seeing him in the Olympics running and stuff, so. He was called the Blade Runner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aren't there not movies called Blade Runner? Yeah, Wesley Snipes, Blade Runner. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> That's Blade. <laughs> 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 You're probably thinking of Blade. You're probably thinking no, of, like, right. Blades of Glory or something. Blades of Glory. Oh, Blades of Glory. <laughs> there is a movie called Blade Runner, and I only know it because there's a girl in there named Aurora. And so, yeah, my brother would watch it and be like, this girl is so much cooler than you. And I'd be like, cool. <laughs> this girl's so much cooler than you. <laughs> But, yeah, so basically that's the story. Um, Originally, he was only sentenced to, I believe, three years, and then it got overturned, and they're like, no, 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 no. Like, the higher courts and the prosecution was like, yeah, um, no, uh, he killed someone, and he's a dumbass. He killed his own girlfriend in his house on Valentine's Day. They had dinner the night before. She slept in his bed, like, uh, duh. No, you can't just give him that amount of time. So he got resentenced 
to 13 years and five months. So oh, you, shit. Yeah. That's why you don't give a paraplegic a gun. Especially, <laughs> especially if they have bad anxiety. Oh, yeah. So, that's my story. I mean, that's real life. That's my story. Yeah. He sounds like a dumbass. Yeah. Or maybe he was mad she didn't get him a gift for Valentine's Day, so he was like, fuck this relationship. Fuck you. I'll get away with it. They'll feel pity for me. Exactly. Maybe the sex was bad. Oh. Or maybe he found out she had cheated at some point. Maybe she wouldn't grind on his stumps. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Take this stump, baby. Take it from me. And then he was like, I'll stump you to death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it happens. You yeah, because they can't stomp them to death. Yeah, they can't be stomped, but they can be stumped. <laughs> I stomp all over your love. <laughs> I stomp on your grave. I knee your grave. <laughs> I stomp on your grave. I kneel on your grave. <laughs> Isn't it called kneeling if that's what you have to use to walk as your knees? So it's called oh. kneeing. Well, Because you can't are you standing or are you kneeling? What are you doing? I don't know. Do I look like a rocket scientist? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how tall he is with legs and without legs. Oh, they made him take off his legs in court. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole court case and they're like, um, we need you to take your legs off and stand in front of this fake door just to see if, like the range is yeah, I remember seeing, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that too because they and they had diagrams and stuff on T V where they were showing like, like where, where the, the shots went through. Yeah. Yeah, but it was definitely him. Like he was like, Yeah, it was me, but like I have so much anxiety, so you know, like it's really not my fault and she knew she wasn't allowed to walk around in the apartment if I couldn't, so it's her fault. <laughs> But he didn't say any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. You know he was thinking it. Yeah. Because she definitely should have said something to him if he was yelling at her. Yeah. But But maybe she wanted to die. I'm betting that she didn't. Maybe she felt trapped. I'm just betting he didn't yell. Like, I'm betting he lied about the whole thing. Oh, 100%. Like, the neighbor said that she heard them, like, arguing with each other, and she said she heard a blood curdling scream and then shots fired so i'm pretty sure they were fighting and then he killed her. yeah definitely yeah because he's like you can't walk away from me <laughs> don't you walk away from me you know and i that- can't follow you <laughs> he probably had a gun in the beginning that's why she he locked herself in the her. bathroom Bitch, hand me your legs be- hand me my legs before you leave right <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fucked up, but I mean. <laughs> oh. Awful. <laughs> it's 
true. We are. I love it. But, yeah. So, so I mean, no one can say he can't run fast. So, I, I mean, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, he should have just ran away if he was so fast. Jeez. <laughs> Well, I, I remember um, them talking to in the, like, when he was in the Olympics, them trying to, like, say he shouldn't have gotten the medals that he got. Like, having the blades made him um, be able to run faster than other people. And I'm like, yeah, but wouldn't not having feet make it a challenge? Like, right. To figure out how to apply your weight to be able to run on blades? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because aren't you really just moving your hips? I don't know how legs work, but aren't, he still has to move the top half of his body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The blade, the blade runner killer. Bum, bum, bum. Blade runner. Boom, boom, boom. Girl, leave it Well... To stay in the same fashion of murder. Murder, murder. Murder. Followed by more murder. Yeah. (laughs) So I am going to cover the unsolved murder of Billy Trimbach. Ooh. So Billy Trimbach married his wife, Cindy, on February 14th, 1992. Cindy had contracted the HIV virus that had basically turned into full-blown AIDS. Billy had traveled with her to, like, uh, Mexico and stuff to try to find, like, medical help mm-hmm. for her. But uh, it, there wasn't much that could be done anyway. So yeah. then on February 13th of 93, so the day before their one-year anniversary, Billy's stepson reported that he left in the morning with an unidentified man to go assist him with possible mechanical issues. But Billy did not return that evening, and his wife called and reported that he was missing the next morning. So Billy's body was found on February 14th, 1993, several yards north of the I-76 frontage road west of Wiggins, Colorado. He had been shot to death at a separate location where his body was then transported and dumped at this area. When Billy's wife stated, was missing, she also told the police that she had driven past the area where Billy's body had been found, which struck the officers as odd due to the fact that this place was basically 50 miles away from the family's house. Mm -hmm. So why would she even think to look there? Right. You know, so um, items that were found at the dump scene also matched items that were found in the Chevy Suburban that Cindy had been driving that night. And trace amounts of blood were found in the back seat that matched Billy. So the police stated that either Billy had been in the vehicle or someone someone with Billy's blood on their clothing had been in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Billy also owned a 9mm handgun. And when the home was searched, the gun was nowhere to be found. And the wounds on Billy matched that of a 9mm handgun. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. 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 Detectives found later that Billy's wife had taken out a large life insurance policy before his death, and his name was forged on the application. Oh, shit. Aw. Shortly after Billy's funeral, Cindy moved to Butte, B-U-T-T-E, Butte, Butte, Montana, and enrolled her son in school. 
When she was enrolling him, Cindy told officials that her son had witnessed Billy's murder. Um, about a year later, the son, now being 10 years old, took a handgun to school with him. There had been, are we? Oh yeah, there'd been an article published in the paper about Billy's murder. And some of the, one of the kids' parents or something had seen it and had talked about it at home and a kid on the playground was making fun of him mm-hmm. and he pulled the handgun out and killed the kid on the playground. Oh shit. What? Yeah. And, yep, and he was placed into a psychiatric facility since he was too young to be charged with the murder at 10 years old. A few years later, investigators traveled to Brute to interview the son again and he admitted that he had made up the story that Billy had an unidentified man when he went missing, he he made it up because he thought that his mom was a suspect. So he, yeah. But wh- why would a nine-year-old think to lie about that? Unless, I, I don't know, I wouldn't think to Unless lie about that. Unless they were told that. to lie about that. Yeah. So to me, I just feel like saying that he'd seen the murder, him lying, like him then going to school a year later and killing a kid with a handgun. Yeah, because kids are usually, like, super honest, like, unless their parents mm -hmm. are, like, saying, like, you have to say this, like, otherwise this is going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the police's theory was, oh, yeah, and one of the main suspects in the case committed suicide in 1998 Fearing he was going to be the only person prosecuted for the case because Cindy died from AIDS complications in 1994. So. That's, like, I feel like it's so, like, a cold case, you know, when, like, a lot of the people end up dying. It's so, it makes it even more mysterious and sad for the person that died just because it's, like, you will definitely never know. And even if you do know... The people are already dead, so... Right. Yeah, there'll they'll never be justice for for her. I mean, yes, there is, because she's not there anymore. She's not alive anymore. But, I mean, it was it her? They don't know. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. Billy, I mean, I didn't get a good description of him, but he seemed like a pretty caring and genuine husband. He took her to Mexico to try to get her AIDS treated. Like, boy... If he didn't have AIDS too, like I was gonna say, like maybe I wonder if he had AIDS or not. Not that it matters. I mean, he loved her, so it didn't matter. Girl, I would be like, I love you, but I will love you from afar, yeah. far, far away, like in a different country. <laughs> so. Okay, so my next story is about Dr. John Hamilton. He was known for being romantic and for being devoted to his wife, Susan. Susan. On their wedding day, he surprised her with a Porsche. Damn. And throughout their 14-year marriage, he showered her with lavish and expensive gifts, and they appeared to be deeply in love. This is why it shocked so many people when he chose... Valentine's Day, the most romantic day of the year, to take Susan's life. He had met Susan in 1818. In 1801, he met Susan. Yaw! Anyway, they had both been married before, and together they had a total of four children um, before they were married in 
1987. I said it right this time. <laughs> in 2001, um, John had left their house early to go to work. And he went home, supposedly, to exchange cards with Susan before returning back to work. So then after he got done with his, like, second shift at work, he called the police. And he said, please send police. Please send an ambulance, please. Please. Please send the ambulance, please. I think my wife is dead. Please, sir, send an ambulance. He told the operator that he was trying CPR and to please send somebody quick. He claimed that he had come home and discovered Susan, now 55, in a pool of blood on the bathroom floor. She had been strangled with two neckties and her head had been smashed with such force that parts of her brain were exposed and the weapons were never found. John claimed that he had tried to resuscitate Susan but there was no blood on his face, despite the facial wounds that she had sustained. Um, and there was no sign of a forced, of a forced entry, and nothing was, was taken. Um, and there were no bloody footprints leading away from the carnage. Then, police found Susan's valentine to her husband, and it said, I bought this two weeks ago, so I guess maybe it doesn't seem as appropriate, but I do love you. Have a good day, Susan. Oh. Yeah. These words made police wonder if their marriage was as perfect and sound as they made it seem to the outside world. Apparently, Susan had accused him of having an affair, which is information that they found from Susan's friends. Um, so when the on into the station... Um, they noticed that he was, like, rubbing his knuckles on the mesh divider like he was trying to hide injuries to his hands. Ooh, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I guess, because he was a surgeon, by the way. I guess I should probably mention that. But I guess the time between his surgeries that were scheduled were so tight that they didn't think that he had done it. But upon investigation, they found that he was late to his second surgery. Yeah. So then they charged him with murder, and he was denied bail. Um, the prosecutors then argued during the trial that Susan had asked him for a divorce, and that they had argued and exchanged Valentine's card and, and exchanged Valentine's card that morning. I can't talk today. And exchanged Valentine's cards. Exchanged Valentine's cards, not a Valentine card, but you know they exchange cards. <laughs> Should we get an English? No. They believed that John had been cleaning up with a rag that he'd found at the scene, but then was paged to perform his next surgery, so he left, dumping the weapon and his clothes along the way. He later returned home to discover her body. He found blood and skin from Susan on his steering wheel, and then there was also blood on his shoe that was consistent with splatter from her being alive. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, the defense's, yeah, the defense's blood expert, which... Blood splatter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Testified that there was splatter on the inside of John's cuff and that was consistent with forcing a blow to Susan's head. Ooh, shit. He killed the shit out of Susan. Mm -hmm. Happy Valentine's Day, bitch. And it only took the jury two hours that John was guilty of killing his wife and he was later sentenced to prison for life without the chance of parole. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah. 
He probably thought, because he was a surgeon, he's like, I'm just going to show up to my next surgery covered in blood. They'll have no idea. He watched him. <laughs> yeah. They're like, there's a blood all over me. He's like, yeah, I'm a surgeon. There's always blood on me. Are you going to, are we going to do surgery or what? And are we having this right. conversation right now? This person could very well lose their life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly, nurse. Get off my back. Got <laughs> <laughs> my ass. But then Dexter, Mr. Blood Spatter expert, came in hot and was like, uh-uh. I know mm-hmm. you did it. You little bitch. Little you, bitch. Done, you done did the damn thing, boy. <laughs> so then on Valentine's Day 1993, Ignacia Manriquez had just taken her four-year-old son to Loma Linda University Medical Center when she was killed by her ex-boyfriend and father of her son right in front of the boy in the parking lot of the hospital. Um, 17 years after the deadly shooting, Juan Manuel Navarro was finally tracked down in Mexico and was extradited to the United States in 2010 for prosecution. The district attorney said, we don't forget, we will do what we have to and we will find you. And we will kill you. Yeah. So I guess the weekend that the shooting took place, Manriquez had taken her three children to visit a friend at an area baseline apartment on February 14th, 1993. So I'm assuming it's like a new boyfriend or something, probably. But Navarro had shown up at the residence and Manriquez pulled out the restraining order that she had from her purse and showed it to him. And she told him that he needed to leave, but he would not go away. Um, the pair then argued, and Manriquez tried to call the police, but Navarro forced the phone away from her, and um, Manriquez and her sister then later that day visited a swap meet, and he followed them there. Oh, shit. And then later, she took her son, Juan, to the hospital because he had the flu. And again, Navarro followed her, meeting her at the hospital, and then as they were leaving the hospital, an ambulance technician said that he heard the pair arguing near her truck. Manriquez was shot in the side of her head and then shot in her abdomen. And while she was on the ground, then he shot her again in the left side of her head. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I only have one thing to say. The next racist joke coming in. Three, two, one. Oh, my God. Um, so... At the trial, Navarro testified that he had planned to commit suicide after he had um, killed her. Killed her, but he, when he left, he took Juan with him to take Juan to a ranch where his mom lived. And then, after a couple of weeks, the boy was then taken to the Coachella home of Navarro's mom, and then was then turned over to authorities, and then ended up being raised by. In Coachella. But it ended up yep. being raised by um, Ignacia's mom. Um, so, but yeah, so he had taken his son to be safe and then decided not to kill himself, I guess. I don't know, but whatever. Um, but he was then sentenced to 30 years to life in prison for her murder, bringing some closure to their son, who had continued to struggle with witnessing his father murder his mother in front of him awful you should have just committed suicide before he did the murder like why no yeah like why did you have to kill his mom and 
make him lose his dad, too. Like, yeah. ultimately, with one kill, you took two people from this kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he traumatizes this kid for the rest of his life. Like, what the... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, oh, I'm just going to drop off my kid at this ranch. Like a stray dog. No. I mean, I know his mom was That's the end of that story. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he was a douche, and he yeah. should have killed himself. Or just got a divorce. Like, just go. Just leave. Well, I mean, if somebody had to die, like, ultimately, if someone had to, like, if that was the only option for him, he yeah. should have just popped himself. I agree. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, you've already taken yourself away from your kids anyway, so, like, what's the point of even living at that point? Like, just... Right. Let it go. Let it... uh, Yeah, like Elsa said, let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore, I'm gonna go shoot this stupid whore. That's how I'm gonna let it go. Oh my god. Oh my god. That was, that was <laughs> very dark. Thank you. I, I like, I've been working on it. I was writing it for a long time, but I was like really scared. And it's, I've just had it in the back of my mind. You can add that to your soundtrack of season one. Yeah. Season one. <laughs> Emily's made up songs. <laughs> Twisted remixes. Yeah. Yeah. So my. My last murder that I covered is the murder of Patricia Mann and Jesse McBain. So basically, here's what it is. It was February 14th, 1971. Probably a chilly Valentine's Day in Durham. Okay? Jesse McBain's getting ready. I mean, this is a pretty good looking dude. Like, I got some pictures of him. So, like, I can post him on Insta because he's fine. He sounds like a professional wrestler with that name. Jesse McBain? Yeah. (laughs) Jesse McBone. Oh, my God. Too bad. That's a a stripper name. That is a stripper name. But anyway, so Jesse's getting ready to go pick Patricia up to go to the Valentine's Day dance at Watts Hospital. So, Patricia is a nurse's student, or, or nursing student. So, they go to the dance. Patricia returns to her dormitory, signs herself out for the night, and has to be back for her 1 o'clock curfew. So she has to be back at 1 o'clock in the morning. However, Patricia never comes back. Um, Her roommates uh, bring, like, that to the attention of the staff because it's not like her. Like, she was supposed to have been a very, like, straight-edged, like, by the books. Yeah, Yeah. really, like, goody girl. And they, so her roommates began looking for her because nobody was taking them seriously because the police department was like, somebody has to be missing for X amount of time before we consider them an actual missing person. And mm-hmm. she probably just was doing this or that. And they're like, no, we know her. She's not like that. She's not a big whore. The whore. Whore. A whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... While the friends are out, you know, looking for um, Jesse and Patricia, they find Jesse's car parked and locked near Lover's Lane by Hillendale. So they bring that attention to the police and still nothing. And they let Patricia's family know that this is going on, too. And even 
Patricia's friends and family were like, you know, that gave us the worst feeling because we knew Patricia. Like, she was not that kind of person to just leave. Mm-hmm. So, then on February 25th, 1971, a surveyor working in the woods off Howe Street spotted something that at first glance he thought was mannequin legs. But upon further inspection, they realized that they were actually the legs of a woman that had been dead for quite a while, lying next to the dead corpse of a man. These bodies were later identified as Patricia Mann and Jesse McBride. Their hands had been tied with thick ropes behind their backs to a tree with the rope tied tightly, but then stretched and tied around their necks. They were still tied to the tree, but their bodies had been slumped over, so they were kind of like lying side by side. Medical examiners noticed that there appeared to be several strangulation marks as though the rope had been, like, tightened and loosened and tightened and loosened, like they'd been tortured. God. Basically. That's awful. Yeah. It became known as the Valentine's Day murder, which hit TV, newspapers, radio, and detective magazines. Due to the bodies being found in Orange County. <laughs> uh, but the kidnapping occurred in Durham, Orange, and Durham County. In Durham County, the Durham Police Department and the State Bureau of Investigation all worked on the case in an attempt to identify a possible sub- suspects, almost said subjects, whatever. Um, there were a couple, a few that did not cooperate, refusing to take polygraph tests, though the majority, um, the majority of their suspects complied. However, no strong suspects were ever identified and the case went cold. That's crazy. Oh, at least they died together. I know, but it's so sad. Like, he was so fine. Like, she was pretty, too. She was all right. (laughs) Oh, my God. She was all right. (laughs) So, I did do, like, a few small stories, like, super small. Like, basically just kind of summarize a few of them. Mm -hmm. Just because I thought that they were... What's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, so on Valentine's Day in 2015, deputies of Madison County, Alabama, were called out just after 10 a.m. to an elderly couple's home, where an investigation uncovered that the 77-year-old husband had shot and killed his 76-year-old wife before taking his own life. The couple had been dealing with long-term illnesses, and there was no history of domestic violence. But I guess they didn't, like post anything in the like paper about what their names were or anything because they wanted to take care of the families but remember what happened with yeah okay so i think i've told you about this aurora but everybody else doesn't know because our dad's grandparents yeah so my so his mom's parents yes like did a murder suicide just Mm -hmm. like that yeah what yeah my dad sat on the front porch because he, they were supposed to have babysat him that day. My grandma dropped him off there with them, and he just sat on the front porch all day while inside, like her parents were dead. Mm-hmm. Like what? Shot and then killed himself. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Why would they do that while he was there? Well, they didn't. No, no, no. I think it. I think it had been. They'd been in there, but my grandma just dropped my dad off, and he was supposed to go inside, and then nobody answered the door. Yeah. So he just sat outside all day. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that was the reason why I, I made sure I included that story because I wanted to bring up that one. 
Sorry. I, no, I it's okay. Parade. I don't care if you rain on my parade. It's technically your dad, too. You can share as many stories as you want. Technically. He's technically my dad. Allegedly. 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 That's what I've heard, anyway. Word on the street. Um, but I never knew my father. And then on Valentine's Day in 2013, um, Minister Nathan Luthold shot his wife in the face after she discovered that he had been having a relationship with another woman and was going to leave him. Boom, bitch. You ain't going nowhere but to the grave, bitch. Yeah. But when I was reading about this, like, he had called 911 and was standing across the street, like, when the police came to investigate and was, like, staying out of the way of the investigation so they could see what was going on. So he was trying to make it seem like he had nothing to do with it. Like, he was just trying to, like, get the stuff solved. Mm -hmm. But then they found out that he had been seeing this other person and, (laughs) yeah. Dirty dick. Let's see. The my, my last one that I had that I felt like I needed to mention um, was from Valentine's Day 2010 when, um, I don't know if I'm going to say this lady's last name right, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Stacy Showick. Showick. She hired a personal trainer named Reginald Coleman through a work colleague for $10,000 to shoot her husband, Richard, who had adopted her three children. Um, she had to meet her in Belton Bridge Park to exchange their valentines in a romantic spot in the park. She then proceeded to try and collect on her husband's $500,000 life insurance policy after he'd she been offered. murdered. Yep. I mean, you, a bitch in need needs some life insurance money indeed. I mean, he adopted her children, though, like... Yeah, like, he was, like, I mean, he seems like a good man. Like, she for sure did it, though, right? Yeah, like, it was proven that she did. Because she had hired that guy to do it for her, because she wanted to get his... Like, she'd gone out and got the life insurance insurance policy on him and everything. (laughs) And she paid a guy $10,000 to kill him, and then tried to get the $500,000 and... Ended up in jail. Bitch, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. That's crazy. My uncle, he was like, I saw him, I think, a couple years ago, and he was like, um, your aunt just took out a million-dollar life insurance policy on me right now, so I'm literally cooking all my own meals and pouring all my own drinks. (laughs) I was like, um, honestly, like... It doesn't seem like she likes you, so that's probably a smart move. <laughs> like when um, when David was working at Walmart, the Walmart distribution center, he had a they had a ten yeah they had ten thousand dollars of life insurance on him, and then he had taken out an additional like million dollar life insurance thing on himself. And I remember we were sitting, he was telling us this in the kitchen, and Melissa's like, "David, go stand at the top of the stairs." <laughs> Listen, I tell all the time my sisters, I'm like, man, those are the beneficiaries on my life insurance. Like, I'll fake my death. You guys can just meet me somewhere. Yeah, fall out in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. You're my beneficiary too, but if I end up dead, all that money's going to have to go to pay my bills, so you don't want it right now. All that money. Come forward again, like. Give me, like, ten more years to get more shit paid off, then it'll be worth something. 
My mom took a life insurance, or she got a life insurance on all three of us when we were, like, five. I'm like, mm, smart move. <laughs> I, I see your long-term game plan, Mom. <laughs> right, you have many slaves when right. you have children, and then once they are not your many slaves anymore, you take out a life insurance policy and still collect from them. Just take them out. Exactly, it's the smart thing to do. Well, and it's less suspicious if you get the life insurance policy on them, like when they're little. Yep. And then when they're 18, just off them. <laughs> I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have no idea how this knife was just laying on the floor next to your bed, and then I push you over. It's crazy. Crazy. When the sun sets on your 18th birthday, <laughs> a knife will pierce her heart. <laughs> over hey. and over again. <laughs> I collect you. That's like, um... Your lady, Bathsheba, putting the crochet needle through the back of the kid's head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, the last week's episode, we covered the conjuring. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, and Bathsheba was supposed to have put a needle, a sewing needle, in the back of a baby's um, skull, killing it. What the fuck? Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> I don't... I, I do Listen, not. this is what we're here for, though. All the creepy, weird. We're here for all the spooks. Yeah, for all the I bad know. stuff. And they're never ending. That's the crazy thing. The spooks never end. The spooks never end. The spooks <laughs> just keep on coming. They do just keep on coming. And then? No, and then. I was going to do a story about this guy who masturbated himself to death. On oh, my God, yes. Do it. Yeah. But I <laughs> I had too many questions because it said he reportedly ra- masturbated like 48 or 56 times, somewhere in between those numbers, and then died of a heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah, you and he was like a teenager. And so I was just kind of like, but how do they know how many times he masturbated? Maybe he had a whole bunch of like... Dirty paper towels or dirty napkins or dirty socks. Maybe. Or maybe they went through all his links and they're like, Pornhub video one, Pornhub video two. And they're like, oh, he for sure came on this one. So, okay, that's <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, my and God, that's great. Apparently, when they found him, his hand was clutched around his penis so hard, like, it was very difficult for him to detach it. And- rigor mortis and it set in while he was holding on to his dick yes exactly (laughs) exactly and then i read something else i was like this is not real so i was like "Ooh, that'd be fucked up like if he know like i don't know but like what do you put on the headstone like died from beloved doing what he loved beloved son died from having a great time (laughs) <laughs> yeah, died doing what he loved and was enjoying it. <laughs> May have had a hard time, but died doing. Can you what imagine he like the obituary <laughs> for that too, like in the paper? <laughs> Masturbated himself to death. Yeah, it'd be I mean, like it'd probably be like the suicides and stuff where they don't like put the reason that they die in the paper. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they're not going to put that in the paper. 
ejaculated to death. Like, no. Oh, surely. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. What does Willy Wonka say to Charlie at the end? You lose! No. You remember what I'm talking about? It's like the worst and saddest part of that movie. Oh, yeah, the, um... You do not win. You lose. Yeah, because he drank that stuff. Yeah, he was, yeah. Gene Wilder one. Okay. Gene Wilder. Yeah. Is Gene Wilder dead? Yes. I I thought he had died. So let's talk about the fact that I really loved his Dr. Doolittle movie, because I really liked like, the only thing I even really remember about when Gene Wilder had that Dr. Doolittle movie oh, I don't even remember was that. when he rode inside of the, like, giant snail shell across the ocean. But, like, the snail gave him a ride. Oh, cute. But... I want a ride from a snail. I really want to see the new one with... Oh, uh... What? Robert Downey Jr. Yes. It's fine as fuck. Really? <laughs> I think he's so, so fine. <laughs> I mean, maybe if he's, like, in his Iron Man costume, I guess. No. But <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. just, ro- he, like, just looks has such, like, an asshole look about him. I don't know. He looks short. You attracted asshole like, to Probably. I mean, short in my terms. I don't know. How tall is he? I'm going to look at this right now. Uh, he's 5'9". That's not that short, actually. He's like this, like an inch taller than me. <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys would be perfect. But hey, he could put on some heels. Honestly, yes, I love it. I do love it too. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh yeah, that would be. He's so fine. I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't think he's unfine. I just don't think he is fine. <laughs> he's not unfine. That's that makes it. perfect sense. Like she's saying, he's he's an attractive man, just not to her. She's a, he's an attractive man, but, like, she wouldn't tap it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, no. I said Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. Okay, Iron okay. Man could come dominate her. <laughs> Does he have to have the mask on? Yes, of course. And his chest needs to be glowing. That little circle needs to be glowing. Oh, girl. <laughs> it'll probably be glowing so bright. <laughs> it'll be the brightest it's ever glowed before. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like the kid that masturbated so much and at the end the light will completely burn out. And he'll die. Like it'll radiate this huge thing and then it'll shut off and he's dead. Yep. Oh, oh. Aurora fucked Iron Man to death. <laughs> to the death. Oh, God. That big old iron dick. <laughs> oh my God. That also sounds really scary to be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Let's talk about Thor. Oh, Thor. Mm, hammer. Hammered by Thor. By Thor. Uh, Thor. <laughs> you can bang me till I'm Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got a speech impediment. It's on Thor. Thor, Give Thor. Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> that big old hammer dick. Yeah, or dick smashed, I guess. I don't know. Bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. Was it yesterday that was National Pizza Day, or is it today? I think it was yesterday. What? I missed it? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I'm very upset about I it that I missed it, too. It. 
I was sitting on my lunch break eating food, and this kid comes in the break room, and he's like, I'm going to go give you some pizza because it's National Pizza yep. Day. Yep, Sunday, February 9th, 2020, National Pizza Day. So what's today's National Day? National Belated Pizza Day? It's probably like National Salad Day or something. <laughs> something healthy. Yeah. Kale. National Kale Day. National, National Home Warranty Day. Oh. <laughs> wait, oh, wait, no. Not, oh, wait. There's a bunch of national. National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. National ooh. Nutella Day. You can get with some National cream cheese brownies. Cream. Yeah. Ooh. National cream. Clean Out Your Computer Day. I don't know what that means, but. Just, like, dump your hard drive. Yeah, delete all those. Delete your digital memory. Today is National Fucking Umbrella Day. <laughs> Not national fucking umbrellas, but national <laughs> umbrella day. And those babies met and fucked. Um, when I was at work the other day, I said to one of my clients, I was like, I'm about to go make, like, Osama bin Laden and blow up this bathroom. What? I remember when you said that to me once. Um, at Red Lobster? Yeah. I'm all about I it. Go for some goddamn cheddar bay biscuits right now. Are they that amazing? They're so good. Yeah, they're pretty fucking good, girl. Like, I've gone there and just gotten soup and salad just so I can have, like, tons and tons of biscuits. <laughs> That's more weed. Come on, girl. Get it together. I remember going to the block and going into the van store because they had that skate park inside. And, like, watching the people, like, ride around on their skateboards in the skate park. Oh, yeah. All the boys look at the cute boys and, like try to go like hang on the rail like notice me while you do your really cool trick yeah i mean that was me but <laughs> <laughs> they never they never looked no. at least not at me anyway no me neither <laughs> no, that's why you just throw yourself over the side they'll notice you no i mean that's true that would be what you would do that's probably why people notice you just throw yourself over <laughs> Shit. And then just say, yeah, I was about to do a really cool trick, but <laughs> I felt She'd be that. like Rose on, on the Titanic when she was getting ready to, like, commit suicide off the back of the the boat. Maybe Emily, she'd jump, climb over the rail and, like, hang off the side until somebody noticed her. That's fucking right, I would. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I did want to mention to everybody, um, I'm going to be on episode 202 of Attack of the Killer podcast. My friend Tad reached out to me and we recorded together about a week ago. So about I don't know if that comes out, but give it a listen. I feel like I was awkward through the whole thing and I didn't really talk that much, but I enjoyed myself. I'm sure I learned a lot. I was like sitting on the living room trying to be quiet and I kept hearing you like giggle in here. <laughs> Because they were so funny, like, their banter between each other. <laughs> it's gold. Nice. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I told Jennifer she has to listen to it before I'll listen to it, because I was worried because we went to Red Robin that day, and, you know, I've been doing keto, so, but, you know, I'm going to Red Robin. I'm going to Red Robin. Like, nothing is holding me back. Yeah. So, I ate two baskets of steak fries and then I ate a guacamole bacon burger right that's what I had Mm -hmm. yeah and I was super full and like I literally ate at like two ish Mm -hmm. two and 
we didn't record till after seven and I was still so full and I was like breathing so heavy. I kept like muting my microphone because I was like, Oh my God, I know everybody can hear me breathe. Well then when we took a little break, I said something about, you know, like, sorry if I'm breathing really heavy and everybody's like, no, you're fine. Da, 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 da. Well then I mute my mic and like text in the chat and I'm like, I'm going to go or I'll be right back two minutes. And I come back, unmute my mic or I say, I am, I'm back or something like that and I unmute my mic and then all I see is a message that says and even more out of breath than before <laughs> I was like oh joy <laughs> well and it was so awkward because like for me not it wasn't actually an awkward experience I just didn't really know what to say because they're I mean, they get, have more listeners and stuff, and they've been doing it for a while. Like, it was episode 202. So, like, you know, and they left me, like, a space to, like, plug this show. And I was like, I don't know what to say. I've never had to plug my show before. So, like, <laughs> what do I say? Yeah. You know, I felt like I was with celebrities. Yeah. You just have to, like, invoke your inner Kanye, I feel like, because he always thinks he's like so amazing so you come in and you're like yeah listen to my podcast it's the shit better than everybody else's except theirs i'm the motherfucking shit yeah my name's kanye west and i can wear grandma sweaters with gangster chains and look like a fucking gangster like i don't really look gangster but the fact that i put off that gangster facade makes me gangster yeah the gangster facade Yeah, that word is so gangster. Look at this gangster facade of mine. <laughs> I mean, if if it's going to actually be like a gangster term, it makes me think more of like the like nineteen twenties gangsters, like and there's zoot suits and oh, also Valentine's Day massacre. Yeah. Oh shit! The Val Al Capone. That's you. That would be the type of gangster you would be. I'd be Al Capone. (laughs) Well. You know, I think it's fascinating, like, things I've learned about, like, the gangsters and shit, about how they'll even have, like, connects with people who work in uh, funeral homes. So then, like, when they kill somebody, they can bring the bodies to be cremated. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit's crazy. I should literally open a funeral home just for that and, like, be walking around and be like, you know any gangsters that have any bodies that need to be disposed of? Here's my card. Well, the thing is, is, like, unless they were to find, like, a screw or something that somebody had had from having to have a surgery or something, like, you would never know. Yeah. Because, like, those things that they put in you, like, when they, like, put in parts, they number all of them so they know who they belong to. So, like. Yeah. Unless those things turned up somewhere, nobody would ever know. I was just telling Emily, this lady that we knew, um, who was kind of crazy, like, she found out years later after having a surgery, like, 15 years later, she went to have, like, a MRI or something, and they found scissors inside mm-hmm. of her. That, like, there was a bunch of scar tissue over it, but it was, like, cutting through into one of her organs. And she'd had it in there for so long what the like, fuck forget right and people who get like stitched up with like the sponges and shit and i'm mm-hmm. still Mm-mm. baby okay. i mean i kind of welcome it because i could probably get a lot of money from the hospital for malpractice please leave some gauze inside of me 
Leave, leave some tweezers. Some tweezers. And then do you get to keep the medical tweezers afterwards? Part of Probably. I'll, like, put them on put my... Them no, I'll put them on my, um... What do you call it? Your The mantle of the fireplace on, like, a thing. <laughs> so it literally looks like a trophy. Put on a fucking plaque. Yeah. <laughs> have a, a giant painting done of it. Do you still hanging. have your wisdom teeth for when they cut them out? Um, I still have them somewhere. I just remember, like, when they used to sit on, in the cup on top of the microwave in the kitchen forever. <laughs> God, that was so bad, though. Like, oh. Aurora, you should plug for, like, your art. You should do a plug for your art. Yeah. I mean, but I haven't really made much lately. I mean. That's true. The, what was the last thing you made those doors? Um. Oh, my God. I can't believe. It. Yeah. I didn't even post them. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think you've ever actually, I think you showed me, like, you sent me one picture and a snap, but I don't think I ever saw, like, the final. Yeah, because I decided, because, like, I batiked it, and then it was like, no, nah, I don't really like it, so I'm going to batik over the batik to see if it comes out super cool, but, um, yeah. Well, if Aurora wants to be this way, I'll plug for her. <laughs> Okay, thank you. <laughs> you can find her on Instagram. It's a Aurora dot period, whatever you want to call it, Antoinette. So I'm going to spell it all, and hopefully I don't slay it. I mean, hopefully I do slay it, but I don't remember it. <laughs> so anyways, hopefully I murder it. <laughs> hopefully I murder this bitch. <laughs> but it's A-U-R-O-R-A period a n t. O I N E T T E on Instagram. I just found and followed, by the way. Yes. That's oh. all her art. She's great. Check her out. Yeah, girl. Especially this one of Bert and Ernie and Big and <laughs> Big Bird. That's I mean, they actually that, are scary. They are. No, they are. And that's the thing. It's like, I got asked, I, I told you to do like a kid's art gallery show and I'm like why and he's like oh I really love your Bert and Ernie's and I'm like mm, okay <laughs> you are a murderer you like kill children yeah I definitely need to switch it up and just do like I don't know Legos or something that's not creepy <laughs> Legos <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like there's no way or to make a Lego thing do some Teletubbies girl Oh, that's a great Actually, idea. I know. It would that's be. I'm, and you I'm could put my face in the sun instead of the Tele- baby. Teletubbies are sp- spooky AF. Teletubbies. I watched it a couple times. I won't lie. I, think I mean, I, I watched it once and I was I like, what is this? I know I did, but that's only because. Tanner. Yeah. Sarah and Melissa weren't really into Teletubbies. They were more into, like, um, Bear in the Big Blue House, uh, Out of the Box. Then there's Our Asses, and we watched fucking Barney all the time. PB&J, Otter, and Roly Poly Oli. What did we watch? I love Roly Poly Oli. I love you. Yeah, that one, that one. You love me. (laughs) I was thinking of the Out of the Box one. Oh, and... Farewell the goodbye song. To you, my friend. Mm, I just remember the like 
the clap, you know? Be like, oh yeah, hitting yeah. the like box thing or the little drum and then the clap. Yes. Okay. Yep. That's like a reverse me and Bryant. Like that's us. We should definitely do an lovely, lovely. Oh. Uh-huh. So. Anyway. Any hidey who, I believe it is time to say goodbye. Bid you adieu. Um, bon voyage, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. I loved it. Yeah, but like usual, rate, review on iTunes, subscribe, send us emails, do whatever. Yes, I'm I'm distributing business cards around so people can kind of... Business cards come Network go. for us to just friends and stuff, unless somebody that listens wants to do it too, and I'm more than happy to let some other people do it. I've noticed we have listeners in Georgia, so shout out. I don't know who you are, but hi. We have listeners in um, Canada too. Canada. Hey. <laughs> hey. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Hey. Hey, baby. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Flame <laughs> Canada! Flame Canada! Oh my god. It's awful. Anyway. I love Degrassi, so I'm all about Canada. Oh, I don't have any opinion about Canada. Bad. <laughs> any bad opinion about Canada? But yeah, so. Yes. So. Rate, review, emails. I think I covered everything. So. I think so. See you later, spookies. Little spook spooks. Until next season. Until next season when we come back to scare you. Da 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 da. Throw a beat in there, Aurora. Da 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 Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Jesus Christ, my ear